Hello and welcome to Take Me Through Your Day. On this episode, we have an actor of stage and screen, Mr. Jonathan Barry. Uh, you can catch him in the Russell Crowe film Next Three Days, currently on Netflix. And uh, we'll put in some plugs later on for his local theater and whatnot. As per usual, if you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can reach us at TakeMeTYD on all social media and at Gmail. Enjoy the show. What do you do for a living? Now, like in this scenario, like say you're at a party and someone asks you what you do for a living, what would, how would you answer that? Um, I, I usually say um, I work in the social field and, uh, and I'm an actor. I work uh, as a counselor by day and I'm an actor by night. All right. Um, uh, mostly theater stuff. Uh, I find myself in a lot of local plays. Um, I got started back in the mid '90s uh, with um, Kuntu Repertory Theater. I was working in the social field also back then, and one of the other um, counselors at the program was doing a, a play over at uh, Pitt University for a, a black theater company called Country Repertory Theater. And I said, man, you know, I I'd, uh, took some acting classes when I was in high school and I'd always wanted to act and, and never really, you know, did anything with the dream. And he said that he would introduce me to the, um, to the director. And uh, he did. Uh, her, her name is uh, Dr. Vernell A. Lilly. Um, pretty well known in the, uh, the, the area of black theater. And... Uh, I met her, and I sat in her office across from her, and uh, she had me read uh, uh, these two scripts, and I tell you, I read so horribly. Well, now this is just meeting her for the first time? She was like, here's some scripts, let's go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, and, and, and I, I guess that really speaks to her. Um, so she had me read read these scripts, and... At least I felt I was horrible, and, I, and I'm pretty sure I wasn't great. Um, but uh, the next thing, and it, it was a it was a cold read, so it, it was difficult. I was reading something that I wasn't familiar with, and uh, I knew I wasn't good. Um, next, I knew she had uh, offered me a part, uh, two parts in a play she was doing on. Uh, gang violence in the, in the mid 90s gang violence was was huge um, probably across the country but definitely in in Pittsburgh at the time um, some parents that had lost sons to gang violence wrote a, a play called killing and chilling in the hood and she offered me two parts in the in, in the play and uh, so naturally I, I accepted and uh, my worst fear happened I went completely blank <laughs> on, on, on stage um, but then realized you know uh, in that moment how actors get through it and um, I went blank and people started ad-libbing and trying to coach the words out of me and they just wouldn't come and all of a sudden someone went to the next line and I said oh that's how we get past this, you know. That, that's just what it is. That's the trick. It's just oh, yeah. moving on. Oh, it's just it's just moving on. You you got to keep it going, and and uh, interestingly enough, and, and and lucky for me, the other actors on stage were so comfortable 
that not only did they ad lib, but they tried to give me an opportunity to bring it back in. Nice. You know, nice. you know. So it didn't work in a moment because I was, I was scared to death. Plus, a little angry that it happened. <laughs> you know, and um, uh, we we got through it. So I walked off stage that night, gritting my teeth, but also just a little bit relieved that my my worst nightmare had happened, and and uh, we'd gotten past it. Well, how, how were you feeling at that moment? Like, what's going through your head? It's what's going through my head is that. I know this line. I know this line. It finally happened, but the, the the word, whatever it is, is not there. And I think a lot of it was like figuring out, like seeing for the first time. Wow, this is really what happens when when this happens. Like the show goes on, the story is still being t- told. They went off script to tell the story, but the story's still still being told, and I'm still in the moment. And you know, the show didn't stop, and you know, no one got their money back, and <laughs> you know, and, and and life went on. And 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 I think part of what what kept the lines from coming to me now it, it wasn't only just the, the 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 fear; it was just you know all these dynamics floating around in my head, and and and, and really seeing how how it worked. I think I was just fascinated and scared to death at the same time (laughs) (laughs) okay so like when the show's over and all is said and done how are you feeling about acting at that moment it's 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 a tremendous uh learning piece it it taught me it it's it it was that moment may have been better for me than having performed and gotten every single word out perfectly you know, because it taught me that if something does go wrong, it's not the end of the world. You can you can get through it, and 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 the objective is to get through it to continue telling the story. Um, you know, the audience doesn't doesn't know the script, and you know, as um, as as an actor, you want to be true to the playwright's words. Uh, but at the end of the day, if if, if your your human side. Uh, fails you, your job is to still tell the story. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and that's what we do as, as actors. We go out there and we, we tell the story no matter what's going on. And uh, so it, it, was, it was a powerful lesson and it was actually an, an, an encouragement. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think that's a great way to, to start. We usually start with a good story like that. That's, that's fantastic. Um, I appreciate it. So let's, because I, I definitely want to go back into more of that and we'll definitely talk about your resume and stuff like that, but uh, let's let's go all the way back to like let's say high school. Uh-huh. I, I know you said you took a class, but did you have like an idea of what you wanted to do uh, in high school? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't um, I wasn't a great student, man. I uh, things things just did not come easy to me. Uh, you, you know, math <laughs> in, in in particular, and. Um, you know, I had a teacher say one time, Jonathan, you're always a couple steps behind everyone else. And, and that was that was my life in, in school. Um, but but what I what I brought to the table was I had an insane imagination. Um, I, I just couldn't imagine like when, when we were playing something, we were playing uh a doctor or I'm a superhero, uh, you know, I really had to become this guy. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. right down to, you know, you know, as an African-American, uh, our hair doesn't always flow in the wind. 
you know. So if I, you know, when I was a child, if I was Superman, I'm I'm tying a, a, a handkerchief or a rag to my hair. So when I ran, you know, my hair blew in the wind like Superman or, or Bruce Jenner or, 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 or one of those one of those guys. Yeah. And um, but whatever I had to do to sell it, um, I'm going to tell you this story, whether or not it should go in there or I'll not. Tell you but, for it. So and I was. Um, <laughs> so we, we we grew up in a in a in a white neighborhood. You know, one of the only black families, and probably at the time the only black family in our our little cluster. And uh, we had a real good friend named Buddy. You know, uh, a white guy that would that would play with us all the time. And Roots was real popular when mm-hmm. I was a kid. And um, so we decided we play Roots. So we had this guy chase us around with a stick, <laughs> oh and my, my and my brother and me and my brother and sister are like, oh, don't whip us, pastor! Don't whip us, pastor! <laughs> And you know, and and I, I you know, I, I am, I, it's, I, I'm trying to remember my mother's reaction to it. That was my next question. Did it, anyone see that? <laughs> I, I think mom at one point saw it and put a stop to it. But I think, I think actually it was hard for her to put a stop to it because I think she found it so amusing, you know. <laughs> and when you're kids, you, you know, you don't know better. But at the same time, you kind of know it's kind of controversial. No. But you're a kid. Let's play around with this. Let's have fun with yeah, it. Yeah, it's something you saw on TV. Let's, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's let, 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 let's do it. And we did. And and uh, but but just but just to speak to like and then like the neighbors would like see this and like kind of look and just kind of grin like wow you know. Wow. But uh, I, I guess I guess kids will be kids. But just to speak to like my my wild imagination and how I, I just commitment to the role. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't <laughs> just, just like I'm playing the part. I had to play. The, I had to play the part and do it well. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was more important to me that 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 we were that I was uh, doing it and doing it well and that it was it was realistic and that it was just what I had seen on on TV. So or what I thought real life would be like. You know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so hello, Kitty Cat. Yeah, um, hello, Ryan. <laughs> uh, so let's go back into like the <laughs> high school. I'm, I'm hoping that wasn't in high school. <laughs> no, it, 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 no, yeah, yeah, it was much younger. Yeah, than, than high school. <laughs> so, so let's go back to that. So you're not you're not a great student, but what are you are you focusing on? Anything is anything clicking for you? Are you getting to put that creativity to work anywhere? So I think. I, I guess what I would, would have probably gone to was that, you know, with with feeling, with knowing that, you know, things didn't catch on to me uh, uh, very quick. I didn't see myself at the time going to college and pursuing anything in, in, in college. So I think for a large part of my life, high school life, I didn't know really what I would do. The dream was was acting. I even had a dream of being a veterinarian at one point because I always had a love for for animals. But again, you know, this guy that was horrible in math and and just couldn't get it. I just didn't see myself literally being a, a veterinarian. So, um, you know, it, it, it was it was there was a lot of bull. There was there was some bull there. I, I even I, I even um, volunteered for a veterinarian all through all through high school. But always in the back of my mind, knowing that's probably not what I would end up doing because, you know, school was just just getting through school, getting to, you know, getting from grade to grade was was so hard for me. Um, Well, volunteering there, was there any kind of path to maybe get into that field in another way other than being a full blown veterinarian? I, I, I be honest, I, I just I just didn't see it for myself. And most of the people 
close to me uh, or most of the adults around me other than other than my mother um, must have felt that way too because I wasn't I wasn't really encouraged you know to to to, to do anything so um, and that's and that and that's tough as it, when you're a kid and especially in high school you learn to walk around like you don't care about nothing mm-hmm. but the problem with that is people really think you don't care about nothing yeah. you know but you know I did worry about my future I did want more out of, out of life to just walking through the hallways with a leather jacket on trying to look cool you know but but no one reached out you know you know people yeah. think you are the way you are because that's the way you want to be and that's not always the case yeah you know um, so I, 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 I went through school and, and graduated by the skin of my teeth, having, having not pursued anything, um, seriously. Um, I did, um, uh, I did, there, there was a, a school called Columbia School of Broadcasting. Um, it was a trade, a trade school for, for broadcasters or DJs or whatever. And I did about a year of that, but, um. I just wasn't focused. I just wasn't focused enough, and um, I just kind of I did like a year of it, and then kind of let it fall to the to to the wayside. Just wasn't clicking for you. Just didn't really do anything for you creatively. Man, it was when I when I actually made it. When I got there, when I was supposed to be there, and I actually got a chance to spin records. It it, it was amazing. But I, I think I needed I think I needed more encouragement. I think I needed more support in the area of. You know, um, you know, hey, you, you know, you, you, you got to really stick with it and you really got to believe in yourself and what you're doing is great. And, you know, there just wasn't a lot of that in my life at the time. I'm not I'm not sure why. I can't remember the dynamic. I know the only person that really, really pushed and cared about my success was my mother because she always thought that I would be great. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, but other than other than that, I was I was pretty much on my own and I wasn't able to motivate myself enough. And I don't think believed in myself enough to kind of see it through, you know, so that kind of fell by the wayside. Um, my sister, my big sister, uh, you know, uh, I come from a family of, of professionals, uh, oddly enough, which has really, really shaped me. And, um, you know, my sister's worked in, in the social field and um, she knew a guy who worked for uh, a drug and alcohol program for adolescent adults. I was washing dishes at a Chinese restaurant at the time. And um, I told her, I said, you know, I wanted to do something that, that would give me an opportunity to, to kind of give back. And I could see myself doing that, you know, you know, uh, mentoring people in some way. And... Um, so she she told me she told me about this gentleman and said hey why don't you write him a letter you know telling him you know talking to him about what I'd like to do with myself and and I did and uh, he contacted me he was the director of this um, drug and alcohol pro- program for adolescent girls and uh, he ended up hiring me so I became a counselor a counselor there and uh, I met a guy uh, a guy about my age mid twenties at the time and. Uh, he was doing a play with the Country Repertory Theater, and that's that's when that all, all and that's how those me. two yeah. stories meet up. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But to, and, just uh, to touch on the counseling thing for a second, is that something you had to be certified for? Do you have to do anything, or is that just they bring you in and tell you this is how it goes? You know, just like that. Hey, you, you know, now it's probably different. 
um, you'll probably have to walk in the door most places with with a, a bachelor's degree or or a lot of experience and you know um, it wasn't like that um, you know, back in the day you could go in and, and a lot of places there were um, uh, there, there were incentives to to help you go back to school and, and things like that and uh, you know so so there there was a way in for someone who was willing and and you know when you think about counseling in the social field and things like that if you're if if you're a positive um, young African-American male you're needed you know you, you you're needed because you know the people you'd be working with see so little of that you know so um, it's an opportunity for you to, to help others while um, uh, 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 learning and, and, and building your own resume and, and things. And uh, so um, that was th that, you know, working with people has always been a passion because it always gave me an opportunity to to connect with people. And, um, you know, just from me sharing what I've shared, you know, you, you know, you can probably, you know, hear that I've, I've had a degree of, of hurt in my life. And that just gave me a chance to connect to others that, for whatever reason, were hurting too. Yeah, you know. And uh, so, uh, yeah, when I started in the social field, that was definitely a, a, a passion. So my my creative side was kind of comfortable on the back burner because at the time that was all I knew. But it was so it was so rewarding to me at the same time. Yeah, because if you, if know? you have that level of reward, then. The creativity part can kind of be satiated enough, yeah. maybe. I yeah. don't know if that's the best way to say it. Yeah, absolutely. Is it kind of absolutely? <clears throat> so, um... all right. So let's go. Um, let's go with that. From you get into being a counselor to, I guess, let's just hit the beats of your resume and bring us up to the mm. current current days. So, um, so we did. We did the show called Killing, Killing and Chilling in the Hood. And uh, I, I, I just found, I found my moments, man. And um, I, I, I didn't expect you to, to, to go this route. I was, I was prepared to talk about things that I wouldn't be able to talk through. So, um, but um, this is, it, this is, it, it's, it's really powerful because, you know, I talked about, you know, how awkward school was. And, and it was not only awkward academically, but it was awkward socially because i didn't you know you know i wasn't the, i wasn't the smart kid i i wasn't i wasn't the jock so i wasn't the popular kid you know what i mean you know at times i was you know the the clown but um but but far from the the, the popular guy far from the guy that you wanted to see at the party you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what i mean you know if john's not coming oh well then i guess we can't <laughs> yeah I, I, I wasn't I, I wasn't that that guy so um I've always had a super reserved side, and that was usually the side you met first when you met me. And um, so, you know, maybe Dr. Vernelle Lilly, when she met me, she saw that. You know, she saw this guy that needed finding. Hmm? You know, and um, there there were exercises, man, and she would there were there were acting exercises. She did something called psychodrama, and um, from what I've from what I've learned of it, it's 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 therapy. It's it's um, psychiatric therapy through um, uh, acting out or, or dramatizing real life situations or things that have actually occurred. Yeah, you know, and and she used this during her acting rehearsals to to develop us as actors. Some of us were in college. Some of us were guys like me came in off the street. 
<laughs> and and and, and, uh, and there was there was one in particular that's coming to mind. Um, I don't know how exciting this is, man, but she had us close our eyes, and she took us through walking through an abandoned house. And then she say, you know, there's a cobweb coming, you know, coming off the ceiling. Feel the cobweb slide against your face, you know. Um, then there's a point where where something appears that that scares you. But she she spoke in a way that she said something to the effect of find the 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 deepest the deepest part of your soul, you know, you know, find that 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 fear. And bring it out in the deepest, heartiest scream you could. And it was like she hypnotized us, you know, or, or caused us to hypnotize ourselves. And and I did it. And she would do these exercises and then and then and, and it became my, my outlet because it gave me an opportunity to connect to that side I would never let out in any under any other circumstance, you know, than than that situation right there. And once once I realized that I could could connect to that in an honest and real way. Look, it, it, it took me back to roots. It took me, you know, it took me back to playing doctor and and, and trying to be Superman and and, uh, and um, Bruce Jenner. It, it took me back to to those days of, of creativity. That place that I knew if I allowed myself, I could go. And and through those exercises, it taught me that I can do this in a way that not too many other people can do it. Mm-hmm. You know. I can I can tap into that because first of all it's 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 in me but there's so much in me that 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 I haven't allowed out that once I tap into it it's going to be powerful and once I realize that um it served me well over over the years as a, as an as an actor um so specifically speaking, those type of exercises, because I know there's a million different types to uh-huh. do, but that's what really got you to like channel that I, part. I, I, I've never, I've never been asked to break it down that way, but but yeah, yeah, that that specific exercise, um, and uh, and I can and and and, and yeah, I, I can do it because there's just so much there to, mm-hmm. to pull on, you know. So um, we did killing and chilling in the hood. Um, you know, it, it went, it went well. Uh, it, it was just, it was timely. It, it, it was, it was timely. I, I, I can't recall how moved people were by it, but I remember having good audiences for it. Uh, you know, seeing lots of people come out, come out to it. And the story we told was, was, was really powerful. You know, a kid, a kid was shot in a play and dies and, you know, and, 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 uh, and a lot of people coming out to see the show had experienced that in real life. Yeah. So it, it, it was, it was a powerful piece. Um, there's another, another play called, it was on sacred, it's called sacred ground, something sacred ground or on sacred, sacred ground. And, um, I, I don't remember what it was about, but I do know that was my first time with playing around with, uh, um, with a, a, a female, uh, counterpart. And, uh, I gotta tell you something, man, as the guy didn't have a girlfriend in, in high school, but um, I got the chance to play the sexy guy. I mean, mm-hmm. we just, you know, I feel it's kind of corny saying this, but I got a chance to, to, to do that. And I believe my my second play before an audience. And, um, you know, she paired me up with this young lady. And uh, Dr. Vanella Lilly again. She's uh, not only the founder of the Country Repertory Theater, but she directs the plays. She directed the plays at the time also. 
and um, you know she would coach us and, and talk to us and she had she had a weird way of like insulting you into doing <laughs> what what she wanted you to do yeah. and she said she said to me said something like you're not sexy I need you to be <laughs> sexy like uh, like 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 Marvin Gaye and da, 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 da. so I started listening to Marvin Gaye music and um and again, just always being that dreamer of a kid, I could I could connect to an artistic thing, you know, you know, very very easily, and just kind of pick up the vibe of it. Marvin Gaye, when you look at him, he had the raggedy the raggedy beard, just a plain natural hairstyle, but there was a sexiness about this guy, hmm? and it wasn't just because he was a good singer. This guy just had the, the he he had it. Yeah, you know? it's a whole thing. Yeah, he had it. Whatever that is, he he had it. And so when she said that, I you know I, I looked at him and I knew what I had to do. So I was able I was able to capture that. And we did the show for a bunch of pit college kids. And at the time, I'm all, I'm already an older guy compared compared to a college kid. I'm probably in my mid twenties, mid to late twenties. And um, but the girls came to the show. And there were, I did like a little shoulder shimmy and a slide and a spin or something like that while I was trying to uh, um, romance this girl, and the audience went wild. <laughs> and so here's this here's this awkward guy from you know from Clarendon on Pitt University campus making the girls scream. So my life was changing, man. Mm-hmm. You know, my 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 life was changing. I was you know I I, I was discovered not only that I had a talent. But I was discovering that I was attractive, or that I could be attractive, that I could even be sexy. Well, that, that was that was going to be my next question. Like, how does that make you feel that you 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 got to a point where you could act this certain way? Does that start to change your psyche a little bit? You have to get a little more confident in yourself. Yeah, man. And I mean, in life, not just in the, the play. Absolutely, because you, you, what you start doing, I think, is you start acting in real life. You you <laughs> yeah. you, you, you become. You become these 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 people. You become who you need to become in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, so there were times where you know I I could become angry when I needed to get somebody off my back. <laughs> I, I could you know I could become the 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 sexy guy when I wanted to be charming. You know, and I can go back to shy awkward Jonathan when you know. I was just comfortable being Sean for Jonathan, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah. And, and you know, like you, like you mentioned before you started re- recording, it's like I, 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 hadn't, I had never been asked to, to, to break it down in this way. So, you know, while I'm, I'm talking about this, you know, light bulbs are going off all over the place because it's like, yeah, this is what was happening to me. Yeah, that's that, the idea. During that time. <laughs> Get those light bulbs flashing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's uh, so my life started to change. We I took a couple years off, um, after that particular show. Um, not sure why. And I think <laughs> so. After the second show, I was still this awkward guy. I probably even though finished product, I would give a good performance. I was still this guy, you know, struggling with the memorizing of the, of the lines really pulling teeth to get me to come out of myself so people may have enjoyed my work up until that point but I wasn't the go-to guy yet I was yeah. far from that you know, you know what I mean so a couple a couple years went by um, I think I came back 
Um, I got a phone call, I think, from, from Dr. Lilly. I did another show. No special, um, I don't, not, not a huge story on, on this particular show. Sunrising in the Hill District. A guy by the name of Rob Penny wrote it. Um, uh, there, there's, and you may not know this, but you, I'm sure you're familiar with August Wilson. Yeah. Okay, and so in, in, in Pittsburgh, August Wilson ran with like a clique of guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he wasn't the only creative one. Like, they, there were other writers and stuff like that that he, that he hung with. And, and um, the one guy, uh, one friend of his, a gentleman by the name of Rob Penny, who's passed now, was a, um, and I believe he passed before August Wilson did, he, um, he was a, a playwright as well and sort of like country repertory theaters uh, um, resident uh, playwright. And he wrote uh, a couple plays that I was in. One was Sunrising on the Hill District and um, I forget the name, I forget the name of, 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 the, uh, of the others. Um, but um, I came back after a couple years and I did one or two of his plays. And after the, the second one, um, I spoke to the director and she was telling me that there's a play that she's doing and I think she had someone else in mind for the part, but she was telling me about it. I'm not sure why, but she said, you know, um, that she didn't see me as the lead. Cause I think, I think I was interested cause I heard her talking about it and I, and I, and, uh, and, and I said that I was interested, but I think the parts had been filled except for I think the main guy and she told me she didn't really think she saw me for that because at the time I was still very shy and kind of awkward and uh turned out this guy was uh this pimp guy from the 20s and the 30s pimp gangster from that time and um I just looked at her and I said you know I can do this you know and um and at the time man I was just such a an unassuming innocent looking guy man and uh I'm, I'm sure I don't look like a monster now, but I mean, you know, at, at the time, you, you know, and, and I think she felt my sincerity and I told her I can do it. And she looked at me and she said, okay. And I think if this woman didn't have so much, you know, respect for me, I don't think she would have, would have said that. But at the time she, she seemed to be rather, rather fond of me as a person. And, and I guess, like I said, felt my sincerity. So she, she gives me. She gives me the part. I didn't audition. She just gives me. She gives me the part, and she says, "You know, you know, you're, you know, you know, this, this is, you know, this is your role or whatever." Um, I worked my butt off, man, and uh, I said, "You know, this is my opportunity to show people that I can, I can do more than play a detective. I can do more than play a teacher. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I, I can do more than play the love interest of a of, of, a, of a hot chick. You know, and um, I worked real hard." Um, you know, studying the lines and stuff with, you know, with, with my partner at the time. And, um, and I just created this guy using, using, um, uh, characters I had seen, I had seen, uh, in my life. I used, uh, like Snoop Dogg, uh, Morse Day, Snoop Dogg and, and Morse Day, uh, from the time merged those two guys together. I feel like there might've been a third and I came up with this pimp gangster character and, uh, and uh, I knocked her socks off, man. Uh, you know, and uh, there's something that that, they, um, that there was an acting exercise that we did called Hot Seat, where the director would ask us questions, but we had to answer in character. Mm -hmm. And I just came up with this with this elaborate uh, uh, story, 
And uh, I, I, I don't know how elaborate it was, but I could go back to their childhood to when my character and, uh, and, and the other sort of title character in the play and, and, and how they met. And it just kind of spoke to, to, to where, I, where I was going with my, create, my creation of the character and uh, the director uh, and uh, my, uh, my uh, castmates at the time really seemed to be impressed by it. Uh, and uh, so I think that experience um, kind of cemented, uh, uh, the, me as the actor. And, uh, and, uh, from there, one of the other actors asked me to, to do a show called, uh, Black Nativity. And, uh, Langston Hughes, um, wrote, uh, Black Nativity. And, uh, it, it's, it's a beautiful play. Uh, we do it in Pittsburgh with African dance and drums and the first act is Mary and Joseph traveling to have the the baby Jesus. So 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 beautiful gospel gospel uh, worship songs are sang in the first act, and then there's some some uh, modern dance and some African dance done, and then there's the birth of Christ, which of course is a big celebration. And then the second act is the modern day black church, you yeah. know, you know. And um, so, throughout the first act, I would play the the narrator, and 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 that again gave me an opportunity to to tap in my creative side. Again, here's this guy that um, you know, not the not very well educated, um, not the the best spoken guy, but. I knew that I could mimic uh, a storyteller, a narrator. I knew that I could shape my voice, and I had the broadcasting experience, so I yeah. knew a little bit about how how to shape my voice and how and how to sound when when telling a story. So I knew that I could I could pull the narration thing off, and I already had it in my head what that needed to sound like. What did you have in mind? <laughs> like, because I, I mean, I want to go back for a second too. But, no, but no, tell me do. for this, how, how, what kind of voice did you have in mind as this narrator in your head? I must have, because I'm not going to lie, say I'm 100 percent sure because it's so long ago. But I must have had sort of the, you know, the voice. Sometimes it's like a Dick Van Dyke or it's a Fred Astaire doing the voices in those old Christmas. Uh, movies, yeah, where yeah, yeah. You, you, you know those guys would tell man their voice is their voice just make it, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Those guys they take you somewhere with their voice and their voice is perfect, and I and and, and so that always stayed with me, and I knew that I could recreate that my way, and and that's what I did. I I told I told the story like those guys telling the story about Chris Kringle and mm -hmm. this uh, Frosty the Snowman or whatever. I knew that I could capture that, and that's what I did as the uh, as the narrator. And you got it to work, and I, like, and, and, I, and I got it to work. Okay, now I want to back up again, okay, just because okay. mm -hmm. I, I I hate to get all jumbled. I like to keep a nice streamline. But so you're you're back at his play. You get this big opportunity to play this pimp, and <laughs> how did it go? <laughs> you kind of uh, left me hanging. Uh, like, uh, uh, you you uh, said uh, like, uh, oh, uh, I studied so hard. I got all these lines, and then we moved on. But like, uh, did it go well? It it, it, it was it, it was amazing. I, I just remember because. I've never seen myself as a smart guy, and I pretty much assumed that no one else did either. And and um, people that knew me um, from my first couple plays 
knew that, okay, okay, his first time on stage, he froze. Uh, they probably realized that I was real slow to, to learn my lines in the next couple plays. But by this show, you know, we would go around the table. We, we, we'd speed run the lines around the table, and I'd just kind of throw my head back, and then lines would come out like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, players coming out. And, you know, so I just I just really blossomed in the role, and I think I just really gained my respect doing it. And and it was so long ago, it's hard to remember these details, but I just remember people just being, my castmates as well, people just being in awe. You know, because there was such a there was such a flavor that my character had. It was there was there was a polish there of someone who had been acting. I think a lot a lot longer than I than I had, and I think it just showed people that that I was for real. I got really good reviews um, from from what I can can recall, and 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 what what means as much to me as the reviews is just the the reaction from the audience. Was always like, oh, you're wonderful. People that have seen me in other work just come up and just hug me and kiss me and tell me how, how wonderful I was, and and that's 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 the payoff. That's that's what tells you that you're doing really good. And and um and and show after show, people would tell me how much I've grown and and stuff like that. So um, I I um. I didn't win an award or anything for doing that particular but no, show, that, but it, it went it went really well. That's it, what I mean. It, that's yeah, what I was looking yeah, yeah. for. I wanted a, a nice little bow on the end of that yeah, particular okay. story. <laughs> Actually, that's not even true because I want one more thing. Okay. You said you said a combination of Snoop and Morris Day. Yeah. See now, like because I kind of glazed over for a second when you said it because I was trying to think like what kind of because the, their voices are so different. Like oh, where did you wow. cut? Did you fall in the middle? Did you pick one or the other? So, so with Morris Day. It was more about his his style and his and, 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 and just his his swagger. With with Snoop, it was more about his his voice, and uh, and there might have been someone else in there a, a little harder core. But those were were the two were the two main characters that I had in my mind when I when I began cr- creating him. And so he you know he, he it came off with um like there, there's a line he said um something like um. Players coming over the, from players coming over to the north side to collect hits from you, and there being no record of it. Now that plus the numerous cats that are just too happy to bend my ear about you, it all adds up to a loss of trust. Now I'm a righteous brother, and I'll tell you to your face, you're a goddamn thief, Charlie. And, and, that, and that was the, I've yeah. never been more happy that I went back and asked a question before <laughs> in the history of the show. That makes me so happy. So did you hear him a little bit? Yes, I, I got it. No, it's, that's excellent. And, I love it. And uh, you, you know, so uh, that was that was the mix I used. And uh, I had a guy ask me. We just finished up a show called uh, Free to Peoples. Um, if I can jump around, I don't know. But, yeah, 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 absolutely. And uh, and I'm, I'm kind of tooting my own horn because it made me feel so good when this guy asked me. But um, he said um, he was sitting there with his girlfriend. His girlfriend was actually in the show with us. Um, at the uh, cast party, and uh, he said, uh, "You know, we were wondering, uh, you know, when you when you do your your sermon in the show, because I, I played a, a preacher in this in this last play." He said, uh, "You sound like a mix between uh, Denzel Washington <laughs> and uh, Martin Luther King." But you know, at some points it was Denzel Washington, but but Martin Luther King uh, all the way through. And I just I just kind of smiled. It made me feel good because. What happened was, and I don't think any of my castmates paid a lot of attention to it, um, but I had to come up with a New York accent. And um, 
and I had never I had never seriously done a New York accent before, and I knew if I really pushed it, it would sound crazy fake. Mm. You know what I mean? So um, I decided to just I, I noticed I I, um, I studied I saw something on, on YouTube and they talked about the, the 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 New York accent being in the front of your mouth. And um, when I listened to the New York accent, I noticed that that they dropped the R's. And so I did that. I said, well, let me let me just try to drop my R's, <laughs> you know, keep it in the front of my, my mouth. And it, it really did start to, to shape my words. Now, when you do that as, as a guy with 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 my voice, um, you sound a little bit like Denzel. You do. <laughs> you sound like Denzel. And I said, well, if I sound like Denzel doing it, you know, Denzel, I guess, is from New York or whatever. He has that that strong New York accent. And uh, so I'm sounding like Denzel, but as a pastor, when you're playing a pastor, there's something Southern that kind of creeps in for whatever it reason. It kind of always does. Even yeah. if it's not in the South. Yeah, there's yeah. A little, there's a little bit there. Yeah, there's something yeah. Southern that, that creeps in. And I think that's where he got the, the, the Martin Luther Luther King thing. And uh, and I told him, I said, you know what, I'll, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you after our last show if you really want to know, but I never got a chance to tell him. But that was the mix. It wasn't Martin Luther King on purpose, and it really wasn't Denzel on purpose, but I was okay with sounding like Denzel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that I love hearing about stuff like just just uh, you're yeah. dialing it in. Just you yeah. sitting at home alone trying to like how do I do this? You're like all right, we'll try this. Out. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. So uh, and it's funny, you know. Tell them like, okay, now how interesting is this to someone who's not an actor? You know what I mean? I'm, like, <laughs> you know? I'm not but, worried about it. You know? <laughs> you know. That's kind of the point. It's like if 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 you want to listen to the show, you're probably going to find the thing that's attracting you to it anyway. Okay. So I, I imagine. If someone's listening to this, they want those little details. They want every little crumb they can get because it's some of this stuff people just don't talk about. Yeah, I yeah. mean, at least I mean now that the world of podcasts, there's probably a million people that are really diving deep. But yeah, you get the idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, so, it's, well, it's exciting. It's exciting to me. It's exciting to be able to talk about it because I, I was, I was, um, oh man, I, I, was, I was tickled that that this guy would would ask me that. Now I, I may actually call him just so i can tell him you know <laughs> you know yeah because no one had knows no one's that no one ever said hey i noticed you're using a new york accent but they were they were in new, in new york to you know for the for the um the, the play was set in new york and uh but no one no one i think um worked on an accent but i thought um uh, as um as one of the the key players in the play that i should play around with that absolutely so, that's what Anyway, so that's all. that's good stuff, um, and, and and the show went really well. <laughs> yes, all right, perfect. Yeah. So I would say, like, yeah, let's let's um, let's streamline a little bit of uh-huh. the resume because we didn't even start the show yet, technically. Oh wow, the show was going through your day. Now. Uh, oh oh wow. So wow. let's let's bring us up to now. Let's just hit some beats of uh, what was the last one we talked about the the nativity one. Mm-hmm. What, what time are we talking about? Remember what year? Um, Two thousand was the first year I'd done it. Okay, so two thousand. Yeah. Let's bring us from two thousand to to now. Okay, so two thousand um, was my first year doing this show, and I'd come back every year since uh, to do it. So I, I, I guess we're looking at my nineteenth. Uh, I think this will be my nineteenth year in, in December, and, uh, and and it's 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 been amazing. And uh, um, when I find myself talking about the show, I always tell people that. Um, what keeps me coming back is is that there's always something there's always a challenge um, you know and I, and and forgive me for keep you know for always coming back to the the awkward stuff no it's good people need to hear that well, well 
the cast for that particular show is always huge. And not everyone in the show, it's more gospel singers than actual actors. Yeah. And um, so they're not as connected to um, how hard it may be for some people, for the people that call themselves actors, for some of us to really get into character, to really focus. And, you know, and I'm, I'm one of those actors that when you see me go up to, to rehearse, I'm not going to always look polished. You know, sometimes, <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes I'm going to stumble. Sometimes I'm going to look afraid. Sometimes I'm going to look like I don't know what the heck I'm doing. You know, um, but by the grace of God, man, when I when I take that that stage, you know, you know, good or bad, you know, I'm for real. Yeah. You know, and um, but not many people understand the process to get there. You know, yeah. people think, OK, well, you're a professional or you've been doing this for for a long time. I feel like people expect me to look so polished all the time. And that's just that's that's not me. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of actors out there who make it look a lot easier than, than than I do, but um, there's usually there's usually some some growing pains, man. It, it, you know, um, you know, you know, you know, you'll make a mistake and and people will start laughing sometimes. And right when you need, you know, your environment to be as focused as possible, you know. So sometimes that's, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's it's hard to when. Um, it's an, an actor has to be able to to walk in and chew gum and then and then do something else, you know, at the same time. And um, you know, you know, before the the muscle memory kicks in, a lot of times that's really really you know difficult. And it's definitely difficult doing it in front of a bunch of people who are looking at you to perform and don't really understand that this is the process that you have to go through to get to that that polished uh, um, outcome on the on the stage. Um, so that's why that show has always, always been a challenge because for some reason, I've told my wife that for some reason, when I go back for rehearsal for that show every year, it always feels like I'm just starting this. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm just, I'm acting for the first time now, you know, because of, because of the environment. It's, you know, these folks don't, don't know what you have to do or to, to prepare yourself to, to get to that that performance level place they just know that you're out there messing up you know and they think it's and they think it's hilarious you know and uh so you know as you know you you think an, an actor would be a lot a lot tougher that way in terms of you know people looking at you while you're trying to work but um you know for me it can be really hard sometimes you yeah know, it, it, can, it can be really hard so, um but the show the, the, you know the, you know you get the the reward always comes uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very spiritual person. I was, I was brought up in, in the church. I don't uh, attend church regularly like I did when I was a, a small boy. Um, so the show gives me an opportunity to, to get closer to God, uh, you know, especially when I have an opportunity to play the, the pastor in the second act. So the show means a lot to me, and I, I have a lot of um, spiritual, spiritual moments on the show. Um, because the words are the words are so so powerful in the sermon, and um, the music that they that they select to tell the story is usually um, um, really powerful. Sometimes they'll go back and grab really old school hymns mm-hmm. that that are really moving, and then sometimes they grab some some contemporary uh, gospel stuff to throw in, like with some Kirk Franklin type <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? Stuff that just really, really, really moves you. But um, you end up having church. So you know th- that 
that play just just really really means a lot to me. And then Langston Hughes's words um, uh, are, are are just just beautiful, man. I don't know if you've ever experienced a show before, but you should definitely come out and see it. I, yeah, I definitely would. I oh. haven't. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, I definitely yeah. would. But I mean, I think what you were saying about that, like, even though you've done this for a long time, that like, I guess the takeaway would be is you're you're only human, and mm-hmm. you, you just because. You're, you might screw something up here or there. It's like you'll you get there eventually. And some yeah. people make it look easy. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we're all human. That's that's the yeah. point. Yeah. And you know, you're an actor. You're on stage. <laughs> you're just held to this weird kind of accountability because you are the guy up on the stage. But yeah, we're just human, and that's yeah. I, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. a good takeaway from that. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, let's get let's get to now. What else? Is okay. there anything else you want to catch us up with? Just to throw in there. Um. No, just just uh, I, I guess just pretty much what I said that it's it, it's been a good place to to grow, okay, to grow to to play around with with my characters. Um, I've had an opportunity to play the same couple roles year after year, so a lot of actors don't get an opportunity to yeah, that's got to be great. Add and 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 perfect and and to polish a character the way I've been able to do with those with the narrator, mm-hmm. uh, the you know the the, the storyteller or, or griot and and the pastor in the second act. So it's 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 been it's been an amazing ride, and and those social those social barriers having to face those year after year. As, um, as 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 horrifying and scary as it can be at times, you know, it's been good for me as well. Good, you know, because uh, you know, as an actor, you know, when you get in front of those uh, casting directors or, or anyone that you have to get in front of, you you got to be ready. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's start the show. Uh, <laughs> right, let's get started. All right. Oh, this was the warm up. Oh, yeah, that's thanks. just the warm up. Oh, wow. Um, so no, you were saying because like. The point of this show is to to take us through a common day, okay. like just just a regular run of the mill day as okay. you as an actor. And you you said you had a gig last week, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's just take that as an example. And I know things are going to change throughout all other things that you do mm-hmm. and like acting jobs you're going to yeah. get. But let's just take this for example and and run through that. Okay. So what time do you wake up in the morning? Uh... So let me see when I'm. Wow. Yeah, let's let, like I'll, I said, I'll, we'll I'll, just simplify I'll, it and call it just. I'll go back to. I'll go back to. If I'm if I'm working on a script, I'll get up between four thirty, four o'clock, four and five o'clock. I'll get up around there. Okay. Um, now you set an alarm, or what are you doing? I yeah, I have an alarm on my phone. I have okay. to. I have like maybe three set usually. Are you the same guy? Okay, so three. You know, till you know, till till I, till I finally get get there. On a, on a good day, it's like four o'clock. You know, you get up, and I'll I'll study my lines and um, exercise a little bit. I'll do some crunches. Um, I'll do some push-ups. Um, I'll try to spend, uh, as far as my lines are concerned, uh, half an hour to an hour on on them um and then uh if i have the time and energy i'll run to the gym get there around seven fifteen. do sometimes less than a half an hour's worth of a workout um but that workout gets me through the day what are you doing in that half hour like do you mean just uh, a quick rundown there's a step ma- there's a step machine uh get my cardiovascular in mm-hmm. 
um, I hit that, then I'll go back and I'll hit the, um, they have the, the sloped ab machine. You can kind of lay down oh, yeah, and yeah. do the, um, do your, your ab workout, workout. Then there's, um, there's pull-up bars and I'll do a few leg raises on, on those to isolate my abs as, as well. And then I'll go either do, um, a, a leg workout with the, uh, squat machine or, um, or the, I'm sorry, the leg press machine or I'll hit um, I'll hit another major muscle group by by hitting the uh, the bench the bench yeah. press, and then um, uh, I usually don't have time for for all of that. But if I move really fast, I can get a lot of it in. All right, know. yeah, yeah. All right. So after and the gym, I, what's going on? I jump in my car, run uh, run home, jump in the shower, and then I go to my my nine to five, um, and I'm I'm there. Uh, till nine to five, I work. Um, I work in the social field. Uh, I work as a counselor in um, uh, a, a mental health agency, and uh, it's sort of a, a, a day program for adults that are trying to achieve their recovery goals. So it's it's wide open. I don't have an office. I don't have sessions with with people per se. Um, people are approaching my desk all 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 day. Um, I'm on the floor sometimes working with them. We have a a, a work order day uh, area, so I may be working in the kitchen with someone. I may be cleaning with someone. I might be at the computer with someone, and uh, so the day doesn't calm down until around four o'clock, and uh, that's when I'll sit down and do whatever notes I have to do. Um, sometimes it's just decompressing. Yeah. Uh, you know, because the day can be can be heavy at times. Sometimes people are arguing and upset with each other, um, or or um, they're just having a really, really they're just in a really bad way, and they're counting on us to kind of guide them through that situation. So sometimes my days are, are really heavy, kind of stressful, and um, so I need some time at the end of the day to kind of decompress, and uh, I need not to be kind of moving fast <laughs> so um i spend a lot of i spend a lot more time at work than i should because i spend the end of my day just kind of decompressing and just moving at my own pace and then um if i'm working on the show i'm probably trying to get to a rehearsal by 6 six thirty. all right so let's let's back up a little bit because mm. i mean i get a million questions about your job but oh. that's not what this oh. is about. So okay. we can talk about that another time. Sure, but let's sure. let's say is, is it five? Is that when the end of your day is? Uh, at the nine to five job. Yeah, it's it's five for me because I usually, especially these days, I I get there around nine ish. It's uh, it's not a hard um, nine o'clock there because my leave time isn't a hard a hard leave time. Um, so we'll say yeah, it's around around nine to five. The program closes at four, so I have that hour to just kind of decompress and get my head together, um, get my notes done. And, um, and then, uh, from that point, uh, you know, go to, um, go to rehearsal if there's a rehearsal schedule. Okay. So let's say that there is a rehearsal schedule. You get Mm -hmm. out. Um, I mean, again, like it's just because the acting thing's so all over the place. Where are you going this, this past one? How, how far is your commute from work to the rehearsal? It, saying okay so from i don't know if your viewers will know but from downtown pittsburgh to to homewood this this last one 
usually takes less than less than a half an hour. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's not too far, but five yeah. o'clock that kind of changes everything. Right. Yeah. So are right. you listening to right. anything on this commute? Do you have anything going oh, on? Do you have man. music? Do you have books? What what are you what are you doing? Man, you're good. Oh man. Okay. So um if it's a play if it's a rehearsal I'm going to, I'm probably stressing about lines. There's a good chance I have my lines memorized, recorded into my phone, and I'm playing them in the car. Oh, you're just playing your own notes back yeah, to you. Yeah. Okay. No, that's good. I think that's really helpful. I'm playing I'm playing them in the car. If it's not, if I'm not doing that, um, I really love reggaeton, uh, hip-hop, old-school 90s hip-hop, early 2000s hip-hop, um, stuff that, 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 that just kind of, you know, just really, you know, speaks to my soul <laughs> you know what i mean and and, and uh and um uh, i love uh, i love i love latin music i love salsa music um oh yeah before we started recording and you say you were taking some salsa yeah, classes I, like I i i took them years ago I, okay. I used to salsa dance socially quite a bit and whenever i could sneak away you know i'll i'll go whenever my wife thinks um I need to go and blow off some steam. She'll say, look, go dance. You know, I'm like, oh, but I feel funny not going with you. You know, say, like, go dance. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, no, you know. I, I love it. I love that you said that it's like a social thing. Like, what got you started with that? What what sprung that up in your yeah, we're, we're, we're back to the awkward stuff again. And we're really back to the dreamy stuff too, man. It's, it's like, you know, grew up watching. I've, I've always been an artist at heart. Uh, watching Fred Astaire and, and those guys, and I've always had a, a a love for for dance and couples dancing and and just the the classy refine refineness of it. You know what I yeah. mean? And, and, and uh, so um, I don't know. I met somebody and one day, and, and she told me that she uh, she Latin danced, and she told me where to go. Uh, there was a place called Club Havana in uh, Shady Side, and uh, I went there right after right after my my first marriage had, had come to an end. And I went there, and uh, I walked in. I had my hair in cornrows, <laughs> and I walk into this place, and people are just dancing with each other, having an amazing time. Man, the beat is just crazy off the hook, and it was just there was just such a feeling of of, of family. And, and and fun and it was just all about the music you know mm-hmm. you know every place is a, is a is a meat market but it wasn't about that it was more about the music and having a good time yeah you know and uh and and that's uh where i kind of fell in love with with, with that music um so you, you know you know music music just kind of really really speaks to me it takes me it takes me places it it brings it brings um past events you know, to my mind, and it takes me to another place. So music is great for me when I need to kind of, kind of relax, and when I need to be somewhere else. When it's yeah. like, sometimes I know I need to be studying, studying lines, or or listening to my lines, or whatever. You know, but I just need that time to just kind of escape. You yeah, know? just get um, out of your own head. Yeah. And, all right. Yeah. Good answer. You got all good answers. Oh, this this whole interview has been great. Awesome. Um, so you, you're on your way to the theater for rehearsal. <laughs> Walk me through some of that. What what are you doing for? Um... Okay, I'm 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 on my way to the theater. Yes, you know, you're on your way. You're listening to your lines. Okay, or perhaps some reggaeton. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So you get there, 
And now what? What's what's the what's the story? Um, so I get there. Um, depending on what's going on, I'm 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 rushing to to get into the space, and um, uh, the director have everyone usually sitting in the auditorium, and she'll talk us through what's going to happen uh, during that rehearsal. We're going to work um, the first act. <laughs> We're going to run it one or two times. Uh, we're going to tweak the trouble spots and then probably get out of there. Uh, a lot of time, You're going to run the whole thing? Or the first, just the, the first act? The first act. Okay. The, the first act. And depending on the director, the first act. Um, usually, at the beginning of a, of a rehearsal, we're focusing on, on um, maybe the first couple scenes in the first act or getting through the, the first act. The first thing you do um, when you when you start a play is... You start blocking it. Blocking it is uh, knowing where you're going to be when you say this and when you say that. Knowing basically just just creating the framework of a scene, you know, before the acting even really starts. You know, knowing you're going to go over here and turn the light on when you say this. You're going to close the door when you say this. You're going to walk upstairs when you say this. And once you have that in place, that's the framework. And then you start developing the the character and, and the scene within that framework that framework yeah. and that's a, the, the block blocking uh, a show is the first thing that happens uh in in, in rehearsal um that goes on you know depending on the director till about maybe nine um in the beginning uh it was we were getting out of there nine nine thirty ish closer to uh opening night it was like 10 o'clock <laughs> you know or later sometimes and uh and that's the process Doing that uh, about six days a week, and uh, six days a week for how many weeks? Six days a week for usually no less than a month, sometimes All more. Right. So you know, and uh, this last this last time around, we had Mondays off, which is kind of common to have Mondays off. So the flip side of that is that you lose a full day of rest. And, you know, with, with your family and, and whatnot, and, and uh, you know, but you know, the, the, it's necessary to, to get to the the end result. Well, speaking of that, I mean, if you're not getting done till nine or ten, and then you said you're waking up what four or five, dude. What are you What are you dude, doing? All right. Well, this goes into one of the regular questions we ask anyway. But it's crazy. So, what time are you going to bed? As soon as I get home, oh, my wife is so amazing. She'll and 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 this is this is new didn't always have a new wife um but in this particular case uh, when i lived in clarendon and didn't have a car this was much more difficult yeah um but um the fire and the hunger was was so much stronger then too yeah you know because i was literally hungry <laughs> you know you, you know at the time and um, the the dream to me is still just as real, but then there was just much more of a desperation. I mean, you know, I could catch the, I could scramble to catch the last bus from town, or beg one of my cast member uh, members to give me a ride home, or whatever. But at this point in my life, um, I'm living in the city now, a little closer to things. Uh, when I get home, eleven o'clock at night, most most nights, she and my daughter Shiloh are awake and. And there's there's food ready for me, and you know, and I can eat. And quickly after that, I'm going to bed. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes with my clothes on. And uh, 
That was my next thing. Is there yeah. any like ritual that you have to get to sleep, or you just like that's such a heavy day? Dude. Are you just out uh, cold, cold, out, co- out cold. Uh, and uh, and I'll have to ask her. Like I wonder if she's like gotten used to the fact that when I'm asleep, I am asleep. I'm out. You know, yeah. there's no you, there's no small talking me, and I'm half awake. No, I'm out. <laughs> you know, um, uh, you know. Being you know you know being so tired that you you sleep that hard is uh, is kind of a gift and a, and, and a curse. Sometimes it's helpful because when you, you sleep that hard, you are actually able to wake up because the time you were asleep, you were actually sleeping. Yeah, you were sleeping. Yeah, yeah. pretty pretty sound and and uh, can get up and, and do what you you have to do. Um, so uh, you know. All right, so let's we'll toss two things in here, wrap it up, and then we'll get into that speed round we were talking about okay, earlier. Right. That's always fun. Okay. Um, so, do you have any stories that like stick out? Something that you think would be helpful, or something you think would just be funny or interesting? Just in your um, whole career of of pursuing the acting thing, man, I've I've, I've really told you. That's what I, I mean. Really, like, you don't have to think I, too hard yeah. about it. But if something I, comes to mind, yeah, I um. So, so the, the dream, the dream for me is uh, to, to be on the big screen, in a in a major way. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the same desire for for Broadway. If it happens, that would be absolutely amazing. I don't have the the, the same kind of faith in, <laughs> in at this stage of my life uh, for my ability to. Uh, to, to take it all in and, 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 and be ready for, for such a, such a big stage. Um, but that might just be a little bit of a cop out, you know what I mean? You know, but, um, um, but the dream has always been to, to be on the big screen. And, um, I got a call to audition for, for something, uh, a, a few years back in 2009. And, um, I auditioned. I remember not thinking I was doing really well, and I remember the it was weird because the audition turned out to be different from what I was actually cast cast for. I hear that kind of happens a lot. Yeah, it, I don't know anything about it. I've just heard. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. So you know, there's there's local talent agents agencies here, um, and um, the the agent the agency that I was working with at at the time I had. I had kind of gotten closer. That's my daughter Shiloh in the background, <laughs> by the way. She's um, she's excited. That's yeah, right. she's a little little fussy right now. It's, yeah, it's getting kind of late for her. But um, uh, the agent at the agency called me and asked me if um, you know I'd be willing to to come to play a part in a movie that that was coming uh, to Pittsburgh, and um, I said, you know. I said that I had to work and that it probably wouldn't happen. So what happens with, with me, as great as the opportunities may be, if it's not something really huge, um, I, I can't really justify missing work to do it because then I'm, you know, I'm pissing my team off. And, and uh, I just, as much as, 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 as much as I want to achieve this dream in the way that I'd like to achieve it, I, um, I can't afford the, the, the additional stress. And, um, so she said, you don't think your boss would let you play a part in a uh, major motion picture? 
I said, okay, I'll talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, um, so um, I worked it out to, to my surprise. Um, you know, my boss at the time was, was, was fine with it. And um, I got on the set and I was running. I'm fast forwarding to when um, I, I'm on the set. And it was crazy because I ran about an hour late. Can't remember why I was so late, but I had a hard time getting there. So I get there an hour late. And uh, a lot of times on movie sets, things are behind anyway. So it really didn't throw their their, their, their oh, system off. Good. So um, I get there. And um, uh, the, 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 one of the production staff said, well, you know, do you have your lines? And I said, I didn't know I had lines in, the, <laughs> in, in this, uh, you know. And, uh, and they were like, yeah. You know, so uh, she kind of. It's gonna be pretty exciting to have that bomb dropped on you. Oh like, man! Oh, you got lines. And yeah, yeah. But see, here's the thing: it wasn't exciting at all. It was scary. <laughs> Sometimes when these opportunities come along, all you want to do is stand in the corner, and and um, you know, so yeah, I was afraid. But uh, she gave me the she gave me the lines. And she looked at me, and she gave me this look like. Can you handle this? You know, like you know, are you you know, are you, you going to be okay? And she could have been thinking, I don't know what, you know, like I don't got time for this bullshit. You know, that's probably more or less what it was, what it was really about. But um, so she handed me my lines, and I'm going through it in my head, just my 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 natural my natural anxiety that I've I've had my entire life. It just it just kicked in. So um, I'm wondering how I'm going to get through this and be comfortable enough to deliver these lines or to make these you know these lines stick. Um, so, um, we ended up rehearsing and we did it over and over and over and over again. Um, I had to come up behind this guy and say, I'm sorry, sir, I'm sorry you can't stand here. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to ask you to leave the facility, sir. And, and, and that was pretty much the, the line. I did this over and over again. So I'm starting to feel really comfortable. Um, and then suddenly someone says, okay, call in Mr. Crow. And I said, No. I am not shooting this scene with Russell Crowe. I was acting this out with with a, a stand-in. Yeah. You know, so um, <laughs> uh, Russell Crowe shows up, and the anxiety came right back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah the, the the lady the lady that made me feel like uh, you know like who the hell are you? Kisses Russell Crowe on the lips, and I'm like, yeah, this is nice. <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, so Russell comes in, you know, he, he, you know, he does his thing. And uh, one, at one point he turned and he, and, he, and, he, and he joked with me because, you know, my character kind of rolls up on him as, as a, uh, as a, uh, uh, what do you call the guys, uh, the, uh, the security guards, the guards in jail, what are they called? Were they, um, uh, like wardens? Or, yeah. Or, um, I, I, yeah. Not, I, I, not the warden. Who works under the wardens? The, the... Exactly. Those, How am I drawing a blank on this? Yeah, those guys. Those guys. So uh, I, I played one of those guys, and I would come up behind Russell, and I say, "Sir, you're not supposed to be standing here, sir, sir." And, you know, and uh, once, once he kind of turned around and said, "You know, like, 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 what of it, or who you think you are, or something like that," you know. But uh, just, just, just a, 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 a really, really, really cool moment that went really well. Not to, not to leave you hanging again. Um, but what was uh, the movie? Oh, um, the next three days with Russell Crowe. Okay, uh, and uh, probably important. People would be pretty upset. If we yeah, didn't I, toss I, that name I, in I there. played one of the prison guards, 
Prison and uh, I confronted I confronted Russell when he was trying to use a, a fake uh, key uh, to uh, to break his wife out of jail, and uh, it, that was that was a, a, a huge moment and, uh, and and a huge opportunity that um, that uh, you know had my life um, been a little different, uh, I may have been able to capitalize on it a little more. But it's definitely a, a high point in. Uh, in, in my my acting career, that's an amazing story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's a great place yeah. to button up your day too. Yeah. So we're gonna get into the fun stuff now. Um, right before that, just just to throw it out there, do you have any advice that you would give to someone who wanted to to do what you do? I I, I it's a dream, but it's a, it's an attainable dream. Uh, it's very achievable. You work hard, you stay consistent, and you, you work at this thing until you make it happen. I, I, most of the opportunities that, that have come my way, I've stumbled into them. And, and they've come my way, I think, because I've been consistent. So my, my advice would be to just throw everything you've got into it uh, and be consistent. Just keep working at it. Um, achieve one goal at a time and uh, one step at a time. And you will you will achieve your 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 goal. That's practical advice. Yeah. I love it, and it's just mm-hmm. that the fact that it's attainable. Like yeah. If you if you really want this, you can work. Oh, absolutely. Okay. On to the fun stuff. All right. Sorry to interrupt everybody, but uh, it's time for some plugs. <laughs> Take it away. Yeah. Hey, hey, everybody. Uh, listen, it's uh, it's been about uh, I guess it's a year since we originally. Recorded, recorded this and uh, COVID-19 brought along a, a lot of changes uh, including a spark of create, creativity uh, myself so uh, I started the, uh, the YouTube which I believe we, we discussed in, in our prior interview I started the YouTube show called Dream Unrealistic with Jonathan Berry and uh, as we got into the uh, season of COVID-19, I had the idea of starting a, a Facebook uh, group also titled Dream Unrealistic with, with Jonathan Berry, where I would post uh, uh, daily daily videos about my uh, acting and just, just life journey uh, while um, encouraging others to pursue their, their dreams. And, we are over 1,600 members strong at, at this point, just loving and encouraging each other for, for nothing, and it's been a, a tremendous blessing and, uh, and a reward doing it. I originally started the group to, to bring um, interest uh, to, to my, my YouTube show, and this is just kind of this group is kind of just taking on a life of its own so get an opportunity uh get on over to facebook and find me at uh dream unrealistic with jonathan berry uh no special link to pass on if you pretty sure if you plug in dream unrealistic with jonathan berry you'll find the youtube group and if you'd like to catch my youtube show uh you can you can uh you can find it at Tiny URL that's T I N Y URL dot com forward slash dream unrealistic. Okay, guys, hope to uh, see you there. 
And just to include it, uh, that movie we were just talking about, the uh, next three days starring Russell Crowe, that our man here is in, uh, it is currently on Netflix. And I believe it was uh, top top five uh, when it when it uh, got released. So go check that out if you haven't seen wow. it yet. Enjoy. <laughs> Give yourself a treat. All right, back to the show. Thanks, guys. All right. What's your ideal breakfast? You're on vacation. You can have anything you want. Fruit, uh, turkey sausage, and uh, an, an omelet with um, with cheese uh, and, and veggies. Healthy and delicious. Yes. <laughs> uh, what's the best advice you ever got? Best advice ever got. Hmm. And again, speed round style. So whatever comes to your head, you don't have to think about it too hard. To wait. Uh, to 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 wait, and and um, and and I think that just called me to be patient. You know, patient with with life, patient with with what is to come, and and what you hope to come. Okay, mm-hmm. I like that advice. That's good. What movie do you think you've seen the most? Uh, well, first one that comes to mind is Bella, and it probably is the one I've seen the most. Uh, it's a, it's a film uh, about the Latin culture. Um, it's it's beautifully beautifully made. Some really really moving moments in in the film, and um, I've watched it over and over and over. And uh, I, I I used to play it for my girlfriends when I would start dating a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the it, intro movie. Like, let me see how they react to this. We'll go from there. Absolutely, absolutely true. The movie means a lot, a lot to me, so I share it with with people I care about. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, biggest fear. Biggest fear. Wow. Biggest fear. Other than other than losing my 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 daughter or or my wife. Um. Would be um, wow, wow, wow. Since I have to be honest, man, uh, my biggest fear right now would probably be dropping everything and, and going to Hollywood or New York and making a go of it there. That's the biggest fear. Uh, fear in in that it would cause I would have to, I would have to say goodbye to to the foundation. There's just no safety net. My yeah. my day my day job is a safety net right now. And with a with a family to provide for, um, uh, a new house, that uh, yeah that that is that losing that safety net would yeah, be yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I I feel you there. Um, any candy in the world? What do you have? Reese's cup. Reese's cup. No, that's, that's good. <laughs> Childhood hero. Childhood hero. Superman came to mind. I, I, uh, Superman. He's, he's, yeah. He's, uh, yeah. Superman's a good one. Uh, what kind of soap do you use? Um, body wash, liquid body wash. Um, my wife got me Old Spice. Now I'm using a special um, uh, hydrated or uh, for uh, for moisturizing uh, body soap. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, if someone gave you a thousand dollars right now, what would you do with it? Uh, pay my union dues. Um, uh, maybe fix my wife's car. There you go. <laughs> what would your 18-year-old self do with it? My 18-year-old self? Buy a car. Oh, all right. Uh, biggest pet peeve? Biggest pet... Bullies. Bullies? All right. Yeah. 
You have any story? I feel like you got a story to go with that. Oh, I got so many. <laughs> you said it with some conviction. Oh, yeah, or always. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I, I, just think, I, I, I just think it's so cowardice to to pick on someone weaker than you, you know. And then to pick on someone that's that's obviously in a place in life where they can't they can't fight back. You mm-hmm. know? I think that's just the worst thing that you can do, even yeah. if, even if it's a, a even, even verbal bullying, any type of bullying, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's see here. Let's see, I have to cut a little edit in there anyway because I'm choking on that last bit of wine. Um, <laughs> uh, where do you see yourself in 10 years? 10 years? Um, I, I perceive, I see myself possibly taking my acting career to a different level. Good. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Uh, do you have a tipping custom? A tipping custom? Mm-hmm. Uh... If I purchase it, if I purchase it, and you don't have to deliver it to me, I may not always tip. If you're really, really nice, if you're really, really nice and kind of going out of your way to make sure I'm okay, uh, I'll, I'll tip regardless. If you're bringing something to my house, you definitely get a tip. Um, if I go out to a restaurant and you're and you're a waiter or or whatever, then um, I, I believe in tipping. I think people I think people need their money, and I learned as a child that proper etiquette is to give them a little extra if you can. So I, I truly believe in in tipping. If that <laughs> right. answers, no, that. yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. Um, uh, what's something you wish you'd learned earlier? Mm, this. Um, I don't know, maybe some just 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 some things that speak to maturity. I'll tell you what it is. Um, I, I I I learned in somehow I grew up as a kid with this idea that a man is king of his castle, and and that not that like he could boss his family around, but that what he said goes. And then I realized. Um, you know, growing up and, and meeting people that that were mature and that realized that that being the head or any type of lead is about your example, mm. and and that it's you know if you're going to call yourself the lead, you better be willing to do more work. You better be willing to serve, and you better be willing to outlove everybody. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer. I like that a lot. Uh, Changing gears a little bit. Childhood celebrity crush. <laughs> I don't know why Laura Ingalls came to mind, man. Uh, uh, I was a fan of uh, Little House on the Prairie. It's just a real wholesome show. I, was, I tell people jokingly I was raised by Charles Ingalls, the father in, in that in that show. But um, Laura might have been one. Um, Farrah Fawcett probably. All right. Um, uh, Diana Ross from The Wiz. You know, um, you know, different ones like that. The girl from um, Coming to America with Eddie Murphy, the girl he married in that. Yeah, yeah. She, I, I, I thought <laughs> she about. was amazing. That was that was the black fairy tale for me. That was I saw in your eyes as soon as you said that. There's the aha yeah. moment. Uh, like, I remember. Uh, now. Yeah, All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's one thing you would change about yourself? Mm, I wouldn't be so damn afraid. You know, yeah. you know, you know that uh, you know. It's uh, I spoke earlier about discovering certain talents, and um, uh, you know, there's um, there, there, there's no reason to to let fear keep you from from following and achieving your dreams. You know, 
Solid. Nothing to fear but, but what? Fear itself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. What's the hardest time you ever laughed? I have a cousin, and he and I get on the phone. We laugh really hard about the silliest, the silliest things. It's, I wish I could pinpoint one. Uh, okay, it's a, go- a goofy thing. There was a, we were watching a boxing match, and and the announcer said, "And he's just peppering him with a right." And, we, <laughs> and, 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 and he and I, we thought it was so funny because we just literally pictured someone with a with a pepper shaker. Just, just that means the, that means the, the punches were just just peppering this guy, you know. And we just thought that was the funniest thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I love a good specific answer. Um, guilty pleasure. Oh, guilty pleasure. Um, well, not so much of a guilty pleasure because I came, I, 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 I realized that I was a diabetic back in October of 2018, which is why I, uh, one of the reasons why I stepped up my, my uh, workout routine. So that's relatively recently. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. Now I probably had it a lot, a lot longer. Um, so I guess a, a guilty, a very guilty pleasure would be, uh, especially before the, the diabetes, would be sweets, pastries, donuts, and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I mean, that's guilty pleasure, all right? Yeah. <laughs> and we covered this one a little bit earlier, but what type of music do you like and why? Okay. Uh, I'm going to say I'm gonna say salsa music because that's the first thing that came, came to mind. Um, and just the the way it makes me feel, it, it it takes me, it just takes me to a to a place, and where where I don't have to talk, <laughs> I can I, I I can do all my talking and communicating with with, with my dancing. You know? All right, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's something you're bad at? Um, sports. You, sports. You, you name it, I can I can run pretty fast. Uh, everything else, I, I pretty much suck at. <laughs> yeah, we kind of covered your sleep routine earlier too. But is there anything else you wanted to add to that? Do you have any kind of like preparation before sleep? Anything um, to get you in that headspace when you're not working essentially two jobs in a well, day? Well, here's the thing. I'm gonna answer it with this man is um, is that because you know my life takes such a such focus, it's really easy for me to fall asleep. So. Most of the time, when I get into a relaxed state at home, it's hard to stay awake. Mm. You know, mm. I've always been jealous of people like that. Yeah, my brother's like that. He could fall asleep just. Yeah, as the movie gets a little bit boring, sleep. He's gone. My dad's like that. My grandpa's like everyone except me, and my like could just fall asleep anywhere. Oh wow, crazy. So jealous. So jealous of that. But anyway, I, all right. Look, so, look, I feel for you, brother. I tell you. <laughs> so now I told you earlier I found this car. This is from the earlier interviews and I think some of this stuff we covered already but uh, I figured I'd toss it in there if you're game and then I'll get out of your hair I know we're running a little late oh, hey, I don't even know what time it is it's no clock. I'm loving it man. <laughs> yeah, yeah this is I this is a lot it. of fun so um, random questions we'll just blast through these real quick and then we'll get to the actual last question uh, go to snack go to snack peanuts peanuts, peanuts or, or, a, snack. or a scoop of peanut butter out, out of the jar there we go. Uh, shoe preference. Do you have a shoe preference? Um, tennis shoes, very comfortable. A very, Do you have like a brand? A, a, brand a very Lord? comfortable uh, tennis shoe. I like Nike and New Balance. Here we go. All right. Uh, food, spicy, not spicy. Both, if that's okay. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Uh, favorite vegetable? Um, broccoli. That's a good one. Especially with that, what did your wife give us? The uh, yeah. everything bagel seasoning? Yeah, everything bagel seasoning. <laughs> really good with that broccoli. 
Oh, Made it God. happen. Uh, let's see. She's famous. <laughs> you have a favorite cocktail? Um, this this stuff. Would you consider this a cocktail? I mean, it, uh, it counts as an answer. We've been drinking this wine. What is what is this? Just a white Zinfandel. Yes, yes, yes. That's 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 our favorite right now. I'm not really a drinker, but that's kind of what we've been playing around with at the end of the day. Works for me. Yeah. <laughs> Had quite a bit of it during this interview. <laughs> Just making it last. Uh, I'll put um, some more. Bam, bam, bam. What we got here? Best advice. What's the last picture you took on your phone? You don't have to show me. Just what, what do you think it was? The last picture I took on my phone um, might have been my daughter. I was going to say. You say life. daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, my daughter. Yeah, it was uh, Shiloh. Nice. Very sweet. Um, toothpaste. Uh, Arm and Hammer. Dude. Arm and Hammer. Comes up a lot, surprisingly. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's such a like normal, simple thing. But yeah, Arm and Hammer. Seems to be the, the preference of most people when I ask Amazing. that. Amazing. Let's see. Sorry about that. No, don't worry about it. Uh, I think we knocked all of these out. Let's see. Yeah, that covers it. Now, just for the last question, we'll wrap it up. Uh, if you could do anything, what would it be? Um, if I could do, if I could do anything, get that that one gig that allows me to say goodbye to to my day job, which is you know, which which has been um, my second passion uh, for about eighteen years, and. Um, and go full speed ahead with the acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would that something be? I mean, I'm just trying to like simplify the question a little bit. So say you got everything you want. Say you had some magical safety net. What are you pursuing? Um, the movies. The movie, the big screen. The big screen, yeah. The All big right. screen, yeah. I'm, I want to I wanna be a movie star. That's awesome. I think that's a great place to end. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. All right.